Baptist. One biblical scholar has written this, that John the Baptist was called to be the person who holds the advertising hoarding, pointing to an attraction, but never the attraction itself. The role for John the Baptist was to point, was to point and prepare to Jesus. And in himself, he was not the main event, even though others might have begun to believe that he was. Now, that's quite a tough call. A tough call to actually know that you've been given a gift by God that is nothing about you yourself, but to point to somebody else. And John the Baptist did live quite an unusual life. But he knew deep down what he was called to do. To point forwards. To point forwards rather than back. And again that was difficult. Because the Jewish faith was all about looking back to what had happened before. Think of your Old Testament references. Think of the Psalms. And the number of times there is reference in a historical looking back. Remember what God did. He brought us out of Egypt. Praise to God who has delivered us. Praise to God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And here was John the Baptist, not looking back, but looking forward. Prepare the way. Taking some of the words of other prophets who had that forward-looking perspective as well. But saying, now is the time to look forward. He comes in the line of prophets. A prophet, somebody who brings a message from God, who speaks of what God has been saying, but also offers a new way of understanding life. Look forwards, says John the Baptist. Look forwards to who is to come. As you know, we've um, just been in Australia, and the Australian emblem has on it an emu and a kangaroo. Now, not only are the Australian animals birds, but they've been chosen because both of them struggle to walk backwards. And they were picked as symbols of a country that needed to look forward. The emu and the kangaroo apparently struggle to go backwards. John the Baptist is encouraging a people who have spent their time looking backwards to actually now look forwards. Now, as a result, some would have seen John the Baptist as the one who'd come. They were waiting for all that God had promised. And some would have said, John the Baptist, you are the one who has come. And he was very, very quick to say no. The one who is to come, I'm not worthy even to untie his sandals. He continually brings them to another thing that is to happen. And of course, there would have been many who would have dismissed John the Baptist completely. And we know that ultimately John the Baptist suffered death as a result of what he was saying, of what he was doing. John knew his calling. He knew what he was being asked to do by God. So closely related to Jesus, that lovely picture of Mary and Elizabeth meeting one another. So close. And miraculous birth in a similar way. Not quite the same, but still a miraculous birth. God knew what he was doing, bringing these two together. 
There could have been rivalry. They weren't siblings, but as good as. But yet John the Baptist held fast to what his calling was, to point to the one who was coming after him. He knew that God had more. And so his ministry was a ministry of waiting, of waiting and speaking into that waiting. Not a passive waiting, not a let me sit back and see what God is going to do, but an active waiting. In fact, quite a disruptive waiting, an abrasive waiting, an unsettling waiting. A waiting that was speaking harsh words and calling people to repentance, to turn their lives around and look forward. It was also a time of preparation. I'm sure time spent in the desert was a time spent with God, where John could hear clearly what God was asking him to do. And a time where he was being shaped and moulded for the task in hand. We know that Advent is a time of waiting. Yes, we're waiting for Christmas. But we have another perspective in Advent. And that is to remember that we are still waiting. We are still waiting for the fulfilment of God's promise. God has promised that he will restore the whole of creation. That Jesus will come again. And that every knee will bow and will recognise God as Lord. And we are still waiting for that. So we live, as you know, in the in-between times. The now, but not yet. We live in the time where Jesus has come and has brought salvation. But the culmination of that act is still to come. And so we shouldn't be settled. We should feel restless, uncomfortable, because there is more to come. There is more to come. And in this period of waiting, which may be thousands of years, we wait pointing to what is to come. Pointing to Jesus, who is Lord of all, who will restore the whole of creation and bring it under God's reign. And so in our lifetime, we could see it as a whole advent, a time of preparation in our lives to be moulded and shaped by God, to hear his call upon our lives, to know what he is asking of us, which is simply to point to Jesus. How? It will be different for each and every one of us. (coughs) But the calling is the same. We are called like John the Baptist to point to Jesus, that our lives might reflect him, And that others may be drawn through us to Jesus. It's not about us. It's about us allowing others to see who Jesus truly is. So in some ways our life is a complete advent. We like to think that Christmas comes and we start all over again. But this advent, hold on to that longer term perspective. And recognise, like John the Baptist, that we have a calling. Sometimes an uncomfortable calling. 
because God has not finished his work. But he calls us to be part of that fulfillment of what is to come. Waiting. As Sarah waited, 90 years for a son to fulfill God's promise, we wait in hope for what we thought had been promised to us. As Moses waited, 40 years in the desert, being prepared by God to lead his people, we wait for emptiness and humility, for bravado to wither. As Israel waited, 40 years in the desert, hungry, depressed, thirsting, unsure. We wait for things to move on and generations to pass. As the prophets waited, 1,000 years of promises that God would raise up a saviour, we wait for things to change. As Mary waited, nine months of her 14 years for the child of God, we feel the birth pangs, yet fear for the child. As John the Baptist waited, scanning the crowds for the one whose sandals he would not be worthy to untie, we long for an experience of the divine. And Heavenly Father, as we acknowledge that longing, may we experience the divine in our everyday lives. May we see heaven in the moment, the traces of your grace throughout our lives that moulds us, shapes us, and helps us to point to you. In Jesus' name, amen.